Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we'll be joined by master journaler Carolyn Kesters, instructor and owner of an incredible business named Word Catching, teaching writing and journaling as a tool for self-discovery. If you've been intimidated by a blank page staring back at you, we've all been there. I hope you'll find your spark to get you writing after listening to Carolyn's passion for journaling on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. All right. So today on the show, I'm so excited to be joined over Zoom interview with Carolyn Kester. She owns Word Catching, which is a fantastic um, journaling, writing courses for all sorts of things. Um, Carolyn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Sarah. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So I am a uh, Cleveland transplant. Um, I spent my last 17 years before we moved to Abingdon um, in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm very proud of that. Go Browns. Um, And um, my husband, Nick, uh, was an actor there and basically had heard several times from several different people in Cleveland how awesome the barter was. And through a series of auditions and checking it out, uh, we move from big town to small town. Um, And uh, I remember actually driving through Abingdon the first time um, and compared to Cleveland, it was was really eye-opening, but I remember being taken away by the views and I'm still taken away by the views. Um, So we've been in Abingdon for about uh, 10 years now. All right, the Big yeah. Ten. Do you have a yeah. big celebration planned? <laughs> what is <laughs> anniversary? Probably, yeah, we'll probably hike the channels. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. I remember driving through Abingdon. It was like, what in the world is this idyllic, you know, little village? It was yeah. amazing. So I said it was quaint. It's quaint. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so you made it here ten years ago. What makes you stay? Oh, um, besides all of the gorgeous beauty around. Um, the the people for sure um, the pace of life the music the food um, and really just kind of this um, generosity of spirit that everyone has um, certainly in in many of the circles that um, I'm in I, I really feel that and um, some real authentic folks that I like to hang around with I agree there's not much putting on of airs around here sometimes but for the most part it's pretty good um, well, let's say you have a surprise day off. You just woke up and work said, we're giving everyone the day off today. It's beautiful out. What do you do? Uh, white birch for their um, life proof coffee. And then maybe a little run on the creeper, um, maybe a little journaling, maybe a little arting, um, maybe walking around, um, you know, maybe trying some of the sweet places. There seems to be a, a sweet shop on every street now in Abington. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of slowing down the pace a little bit. Um, I'm with you. I'm with def- you. Definitely take my dog out for a, a well-earned walk. Awesome. 
So tell us a little bit about your love for journaling. When did it start? And, you know, when did it really take off? You know, I know a lot of us had those little fuzzy journals with locks on them when we were little girls, but when did it really become like as an adult, a thing that you did regularly? Yeah. So um, my love for journaling started in second grade. My second grade teacher, Mrs. Thompson, gave us all journals and said that we uh, should write in them every day. And what she was trying to work on was our handwriting. But I learned a habit that my story was important and that I should write it down. And every time I wrote a new poem or a new story, I'd get a happy face and a star. And I think that really just solidified this um, love of just putting pen to paper. So I also had those small um, diaries that I had with uh, locks. I was an only child, but I still (laughs) locked it up. And um, those had the dates at the top. And so that only further kind of made that habit um, rock solid because I didn't want to miss a day. So if I did end up missing a day, I would go back and write two days to fill up (laughs) all the days. Um, And so that kind of grew into a love of English and writing and poetry. So I studied that in college and um, my one of my you know, major careers was a, a greeting card writer. So um, I was able to write um, in Cleveland for about 12 years and uh, write greeting cards for um, a major social expression company. And um, after that, we were as writers asked to kind of harvest our own uh, feelings and events so that we could be more authentic with the, the words that we were writing for, for everyone. And um, I would always go back to my journals and find snippets and memories. And so when we were trying to write for Christmas, I would go back into my journals and find all these really, um, you know, evocative details. And so I was asked to do a presentation and um, I just started putting all my thoughts together because at that point I'd probably been writing for 20 years. And it turned out that I found a um, therapeutic benefit to journaling, which I didn't know. And then I found a certification that existed that I didn't know about. So um, once I realized that you could write for healing and for um, changing your your story, then I was kind of hooked. So I, I went through certification and I became, at that point, it was a certified poetry therapist, but um, they have since changed the name since we aren't actually therapists. Um, so now I'm a certified applied poetry facilitator, um, okay. basically boils down to using words for healing, for therapeutic purposes, to feel better, um, and to really connect with the self through through personal writing. I love that. So I'm going to veer off course a little bit from my notes here, just because I love what you were saying about, you know, just the therapeutic benefits of journaling and finding your voice and that your voice is important. What about, um, this process do you think is the most impactful in that way? You know, um, no one's reading your journal necessarily like in second grade, right. To give you the gold star. So how do you motivate yourself still to, to, just recognize that your story is important enough to write down to spend some time on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there. Um, So 
what keeps me motivated or keeps others motivated is usually the, the purpose or the intention of why you're going to the journal. Um, some folks are more uh, motivated when things aren't going right and they need somewhere to explore. Um, they need somewhere to vent. They want to have a place where they can say all the things that they never got to say or that they wish they'd said. And they do feel that that safety is in a journal. And so that, um, that intention of really connecting with the self, but also to transform what's happening in their lives, that they want something to change. And I found that that um, is a very strong motivator. And um, when we think about, we're not trying to, you know, check a box on, did I write today? We really want to make sure that we're connecting authentically and that once we see the benefits either um, with our relationships or being able to, um, give language to the feelings that we have or the events that we're going through, um, it helps us kind of have power over what's going on because we're, we're making ourselves find the specifics of how to describe it. You know, talking about the pandemic, the first time we all tried to sit down and I had a couple classes, like how, how do we describe what is happening in our lives? And, um, and then how do we try to find something good at the, at the end of it? So um, for me, that's writing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I took one of those pandemic classes and I remember trying to find benefit in what was going on and man, it would be good for me to do that again because what uh, an unending, never ending pandemic we have on our hands, you know, and I don't think any of us thought a couple months in that it, it would last this long. So it's right. interesting, I think, to look back on journals. Do you do that very often? Like look back on previous writings of yours? Um, I, I think about them. I have a couple that I kind of keep around that are either um, super um, artistic. So I went through kind of a scrapbooking phase where I would take a receipt and I'd take a napkin. And if I, um, you know, had something for lunch, I would take the, the napkin back and put it in my scrapbook as evidence of what happened that day. Um, and I have others that are more brainstorming that are more um, just ideas I have and um, others that are more um, like my bullet journals I keep around so they document you know my life for the last I think I've kept them for about four or five years now um, I do have a plan to go through a significant amount of them uh, probably in a couple years just to kind of book a little log cabin somewhere and, and go through them <laughs> yeah um, and uh, there's a lot of benefit from finding that perspective um, to be able to harvest what you've already written and find the the changes that have already come and that what you had worried so much about has finally come to pass or a completely new path has been taken and you don't know what you're worried about in the first place. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think that's a lot of our worries are always like, well, I'd be worried about this in three months. Maybe not. Um, I find when I look back on my journals, because I do keep them, most of them, I think there's one particularly terrible time in my life that I decided I didn't want to read about anymore and not sure that one is, but, um, finding how emotionally reactive, right. Cause I would use a journal very like in the beginning of my journaling, um, journey as the venting as the, these are feelings that I can't tell anybody. These are feelings I just don't even even understand and writing helped me figure out what they were. But looking back at them, I realized like there's so much less of that reactivity in my life as I've been able to work through it with journaling. 
you know, and so that's uh, such a benefit for me. What advice do you have for listeners who maybe have started journaling, right? They've got a journal, it's got two pages, two entries in it, and then it's blank and it's been sitting there for two years. How do they pick that pin up and start back again? Right. So that happens to me all the time. I have lots of journals that, you know, served a purpose for a weekend or, um, you know, a vacation and then it got shelved. Um, and fortunately, I have so many that if I find another one, it's usually not finished. So I can, you know, pick it up. Um, I really address the fact that um, something energy has shifted. So I will either write a letter to myself in the very beginning or um, kind of inscribe the very beginning, like you might um, to a, a gift of a book for someone else and saying, this is for me. The purpose of this journal is I'm starting today and I would put the date. Um, sometimes I do a little inventory about, you know, how old I am, where am I living, you know, just kind of getting a real center of, of where I'm at. And if I'm picking up the journal again, um, not to have such high expectations that you're going to like transform your entire life in one journal entry, <laughs> um, but just to be curious, you know, we want to talk to ourselves in, in a curious way, in a kind way, and, um, and to make sure that we're not um, thinking that someone's going to be reading over our shoulder. So that could be a, a tough one to shake that, um, you know, you have this feeling that it's going to get graded, or that your um, handwriting is too sloppy, <laughs> or that you spelled something wrong. Um, and really just going back to the page, you know, over and over kind of helps to kind of quell those, quell those, uh, those fears that come up. For sure. I hear a lot of self-compassion is involved too, not trying for perfection, which I think ruins a lot of things that we try to do in our life, right? If we can't get them perfect. So really having compassion for yourself to not be perfect and, and whatever we're doing definitely applies here. Um, well, we've talked about some of the benefits uh, for journaling. What would your top three be benefits um, that you can gain from journaling? I think the, the slowing down of your uh, breath and the, the pace, um, even if for a short time. So the gift of being able to check in with yourself and after you've written a few times that that feeling of release that you're that you're kind of you're waiting for and that you kind of expect. So that is almost like a self-fulfilling thing when you want to release something and you've kind of almost trained yourself to, to look for that release, um, that can be really powerful. So there's a lot of different ways to, to get to that. And it doesn't mean that you should, you know, vent for five pages. In fact, that's probably, um, you know, four pages too many. <laughs> um, but you really, the, the benefit is to actually see it in black and white. And sometimes, um, you know, if you're trying to tell you something tell yourself something very hard, seeing it in a sentence can really kind of bring it home for you. And then you go, oh my gosh, that's, that's perfectly true. I have to make a change or I don't like this situation or, you know, something good. Like, oh, I didn't know I needed to go back to college. I didn't know I needed to sell my house. Um, and so when you get to those, those kernels of kind of um, realization, then it's, it's kind of life-changing. You know, sometimes I have had moments in my journal and with um, writing something for the first time where I'm like, oh, that's that's where my life is going to go or this happened and I have to deal with it. So. Absolutely. I, I think so much um, that I'm a person who often works things out 
externally, like talking about them, but journaling is kind of a way to talk to myself so I can understand what I'm feeling. Cause I think a lot of us just don't, we're just not in touch with our emotions and, until we start talking about them somehow mm-hmm. or sitting with them. And I think journaling is like meditation is another way to sit with your feelings and, and kind of explore them. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, it's important to remember that there's no rules to journaling, that the way that I approach journaling is um, just total personal creative freedom. So if you feel like taking a Sharpie and, you know, coloring a, a big black mark on it and that's your entry for the day, then that's that's expression. You know, that's definitely what's happening. Um, you don't have to write a novel. You can write lists. You can write letters. You can, um, you know, take out your, your markers or coloring pencils and, and do some kind of brainstorm or, or picture. Um, so really, when you're talking about, you know, having that time for yourself um, and not not having the expectation, you're just really curious. And, and the biggest hurdle sometimes is just how to get started. Absolutely. Um, so that was straight into my next question, which was just about different ways of journaling. So I know we've got art journaling, you've got, you know, journaling, just poetry or little thoughts that come to mind, scrapbooking. Tell me about some, some different ways that you've, you found unique ways to start journaling. That isn't just, here's all the things I did today. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's two things that come to mind. The first is a gratitude journal. And um, gratitude was really hyped um, about, you know, a couple years ago, as a way to, um, you know, change the paths in your brain. So thanks to neuroplasticity, it means you can actually change the routes in your brain. And one way to do that is through journaling. And you can, um, by by accepting gratitude and putting voice to it, it helps you look for things to be grateful for. So a gratitude journal um, is very simple, you know, those, those kind of things that you want to be um, grateful for. But the key is usually to be very specific. So the first uh, complaint that I get about gratitude journaling is it's always the same, you know, my house, my family, my friends. You're like, no, what is it today? What, what happened today that you're gra- grateful for in those categories? But is it the, the feel of this pillow on the couch? Is it the light coming through your window? Is it the way that your, you know, friend talked to you today? So that's really one of the keys to, to gratitude journaling, I find, is, is to find new things to be specific and, and grateful about. Um, another kind of journal is one that's actually focused on one thing. So if you're starting a hobby or, um, Many folks have dream journals, so they might scribble whatever it is that they remember. Um, They may have a journal next to their bed and just kind of scribble it out. That can be kind of fascinating. Um, You know, gardening journals, uh, legacy journals, where you're you're writing letters to um, either a a child or someone in your life that you're going to pass on. Um, I actually did that with my nephew, who is now 25, and I wrote him, you know, once or twice a year. And when he was 18, I handed him this huge stack of letters. Um, that were all, you know, addressed dear Nathan. So, um, you know, having that point of view of, um, you know, that you're taking on kind of an older, wiser perspective can be kind of healing. Um, And then if you're really brand new um, to journaling, you can also get um, journals that have prompts already in them so that you don't have to face the blank page. There's, um, lots of them out there that just simply ask questions or give you a little paragraph about what you might want to look at today and help you kind of um, assess the things in your life that you might want to write about. So that's, that's kind of a good place to start where you have somebody else's words that kind of start you along. 
I love that. Not facing a blank page. That sounds scary. <laughs> Just when you say <laughs> it like that, that's a good phrase. And I imagine a lot of people feel that way when they open an empty journal. Well, tell us a little bit more, Carolyn, you have a method you call the write in method, write yourself in method. Yeah. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. So um, it's fairly simple to make sure that you're connecting with yourself in a meaningful way. Um, and these steps can be taken, um, you know, at the beginning of a retreat or the beginning of your lunch hour. And it's really about um, just remembering why you're coming to the journal and picking an intention. So the first thing you want to do is simply protect your um, time. So you're going to make sure that you know how long you can kind of dive in and, and write in this space. So it might be um, anywhere from five to to 30 minutes that you know that you are either going to turn off your phone or let someone else know that you're going to, you know, retreat to your bedroom and do some writing and not to be disturbed. And the next thing is to honor the space that you're in. So this can be in your car, it can be um, outside, but that you're choosing a place with your journal that you feel comfortable because if you're writing and you think someone's looking over your shoulder i've gone many a time to a coffee shop thinking oh i'm gonna get all this writing done and something about the you know the vibe in the room or the, someone's too close i'm like oh i'm not going to be able to write here so um you really want to honor the space that you choose and if you can you know give yourself just that that little bubble around you um the third thing is to set the intention. So there's a reason you're picking up your journal and whether you are, there's about six of them that I've, I've kind of discovered. Um, if you're just trying to connect with yourself, um, then you're just kind of taking that introspective look at what is happening in your life. You might be really curious about something. So you're exploring maybe um, a goal or uh, a timeline. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can approach those intentions, um, and that will help you pick kind of the technique that you're going to use, whether you're using um, art or you're using a list. Um, so you're basically just kind of getting in your head, why am I, why am I journaling today? And um, the fourth thing is just to connect with your body a little bit, which is just take a couple deep breaths. And I always like to visualize my head and my hand and my heart connected as I'm writing so that I take a few deep breaths and we're just remembering that I'm slowing down and to, you know, talk to myself kindly, especially if things are going wrong. You know, sometimes it's very hard to shift, but you want to be, you know, really intentional about the writing that you're doing. And you find that um, you get kind of some powerful revelations from that. Oh, I love that. That's such a good method. And I think, you know, I've taken so many of your classes, Carolyn, and I still have to remind myself some of those things, just like setting that intention. I, I kind of do the intention to journal, but not the intention of what, what's the purpose? Why am I coming to the journal? So that's a really good um, way to think about it. Um, so we've mentioned that you teach classes. Tell us a little bit about how our listeners can find you if they're interested in taking a journaling class with you. Sure. Well, I happen to have a fabulous website um, made by Green Spring Collective, and um, my classes are on there, but I think the best uh, way to do is to follow me on Facebook. So uh, Word Catching is the name of the, the business and the name of um, what I call just giving energy to the, the process of writing. Um, I'm currently teaching uh, online memoir classes. So it's kind of the next evolution for me from not f away from journaling, but another layer um, when we take those journaling um, entries and 
and kind of create something new that we want to either share with someone or um, that they're very um, you know autobiographical so i'm teaching an online zoom i'll be teaching um, in the in january um, with um, a new um, business and that will be uh, your life your story where we take personal stories and turn them into monologues um, that's with my friend michael gerber and uh, i'll probably do another round of art journaling at spot of color and another round of um, journaling 101 so i think really the Facebook is is really a good place to find me, um, but my website, um, if you sign up for my newsletter, I'll keep you in on all the good stuff there, and you'll um, also get a list of quotes and um, questions to bring to your journal that helps you get started. I love that. Last uh, episode, I talked about a journal prompt that was about being an alien, pretending you were an alien that had just landed in your body, and what is this person obviously good at? What, you know, who does this person obviously love? You know, what are most important things? And so I love prompts like that. Can you give us um, a simple journal prompt for our listeners to take away with them to their journaling practice um, for self-care? Absolutely. I'm, I have to say too, the easiest one is what do I need right now? So sometimes that's something that you need to let go and it's something that you need to receive. What do I need right now? And that usually gets to kind of the crux of what's going on. But if you have a little bit more time, I would suggest something like, um, what would taking care of myself feel like? And, you know, kind of imagining what that might feel like for a few months and kind of imagining what it feels like to be supportive, what things that you uh, want to bring into your life that you don't currently have. And once you set that intention, then you can kind of break that down into like many, many action steps, you know, very small steps where um, very similar to some of the things that you've been sharing over the over the podcast, you know, taking walks and doing breathing and really manifesting some, some positive energy for yourself. Um, those kinds of things kind of weave into journaling very easily. Absolutely. All right, Carolyn. So we are going to play a song from your playlist. Would you go ahead and introduce it um, for us so our listeners know what we're, we're about to listen to? Yeah, this is um, Alabama Shakes, and the title is called Hold On. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Carolyn. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. All right, folks, we're going to sign off here on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. Thanks for listening. I hope you gained something today. I hope you'll pick up your journal, start writing, even if it's just gratitude or some of the journal prompts that we talked about. We'll be adding those to the Facebook page and also into the show notes here on the podcast. Now let's take a listen to Alabama Shakes. This is Hold On.
Got it.